Campbell, and this is Simply Sex. to Polly Campbell, Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And you know, the things we talk about here, they're not about fixing, they're not about hiding uh, from our bad habits or uh, the things where we maybe feel more insecure or less done. They're about stepping into all that we are and finding the strategies and the practices and the mindsets that we can use right in the middle of our days just to feel a little easier in the world, a little happier, a little healthier, a little more connected. And these are the things that I do. And let me tell you what, if I can do them, you can do them because things are crazy around here half the time. We're all confronted with major stresses and uncertainties in the world. And yet I think we can still live well and be happy and and make a positive contribution. And that's what I'm after here. And the things we're talking about today are something that I use all the time. I've written about it in my in all my books, I think. I, I know I mentioned it in Imperfect Spirituality, uh, my first book. And it's something that I even put on my to-do list when I need a reminder. And that is acceptance and resistance. Today, we're going to talk about the practice of acceptance, what it means, how we can use it, and why I think it matters. And you might find value in it too, because what acceptance does is really take the drama out of our world. It really takes the stress and worry and anxiety that can come, the rumination, it ends that for me. Um, It's an easy concept. It's not always simple to do. I will tell you from my experience, it becomes a lot easier with practice. And you can practice while sitting in your sweats or driving the car (laughs) and just going about your day. So that's why I think this is so valuable. It's not a new concept. Acceptance has been a major part of the Buddhist teaching for centuries. It's a cornerstone of the 12-step treatment in Alcoholics Anonymous. And so many books and articles talk about acceptance. John Kabat-Zinn writes about it in his book, Coming to Our Senses, Healing Ourselves in the World Through Mindfulness, and many of his other practices. Remember, he's a professor and uh, the leading expert, really, on mindfulness and meditation and stress reduction methods. He's famous for writing and teaching about that. Here's what he says about acceptance. Acceptance doesn't, by any stretch of the imagination, mean passive resignation. Quite the opposite. It takes a huge amount of fortitude and motivation to accept what is, especially when you don't like it, and then to work wisely and effectively as best you possibly can with the circumstances you find yourself in and with the resources at your disposal, both inner and outer, to mitigate, heal, redirect, and change what can be changed. I agree. That's how I interpret acceptance, too. In other words, it's about being present to the circumstances you're encountering right now, to being present in your environment at this moment. It's not about wishing them away or judging them or what if thing, what if this happened? I do that all the time in golf. What if I had hit the green, then I could have gotten a par? What if I had hit it further? What if I had... 
avoided the sand, what if then I would have a better score? But what ifing isn't real, right? What ifing doesn't change the diagnosis or the bankruptcy or the job conditions or the divorce? It just has us worrying and stewing and fretting about things that aren't happening. It takes us out of the moment and causes an incredible amount of stress. Acceptance is the antidote to that. And I use it all the time. I'm raising a teenager right now. Are you kidding me? Yes, I do wish she wasn't talking back. Yes, I do wish she didn't want to get her nose pierced. But neither of those things, that wishing doesn't make it real. We do better as human beings when we are present to what is happening in our environment. And the good thing is that when we learn to do this, not only does it become easier to cope with the upsetting and stressful things, but it ramps up our moments of joy and love and excitement too. Because when we can be fully in the present moment to accept what is and then appreciate it, we expand and everything feels better. It takes the worry out of the picture. For me, acceptance is really about feeling good or not, right? And, and that's what we talk about here, ways to work with our awareness and our brain and our behavior to help us through the difficult times and ramp up the more positive energy during the good ones. It won't take the problems away, but it makes the problems easier to manage, at least for me. Okay, so what is acceptance? Well, John Kabat-Zinn's teachings gave us an inkling. Uh, for me, it's about becoming mindful, noticing the experience we're having, identifying the situation, feeling whatever comes with that situation, whatever emotions. This isn't about suppression. And then it means establishing some awareness and clarity about what is true. I'll give you an example, and I write about this in my books. When I was diagnosed with melanoma skin cancer a number of years ago, I heard very clearly what the doctor said. She said, you have melanoma, that's a type of skin cancer. And those were the words she said. She didn't bring the drama, right? She didn't say you're going to die. She didn't tell me the odds. She didn't talk about treatment in that sentence or any of the other things. What happens when we hear a sentence like that, though? Often, we go the next month, oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, I have cancer. This is the worst possible thing. What if, what if, what if? I wish this hadn't happened, right? And in that moment, I knew that if I went down that road, I would become really, really sick. And I didn't feel sick. And I didn't hear anything about my mortality or any of those other things. Now, I had moments of fear later, but what I did when I heard that sentence is just heard the sentence. You have melanoma, skin cancer, period. There was no drama attached to that. It was a fact. And so what I challenged myself to do in that moment was just to keep my thoughts there. Okay, I have melanoma, skin cancer, period to accept that, that that was the condition I was facing and to not add any drama by creating worry, by looking up creepy web pictures, by reading the prognosis. Of course, I wanted to be clear and have all the information at my disposal 
so I could make the best treatment choices for myself. And fortunately, I'm fine. I did have some treatment. Uh, and things have been fine for many, many years. However, I'm, I still get regular skin checks. And please do that for yourself too. This is on the rise and uh, it, it doesn't have to be a killer. We can catch it and treat it. So please get your skin checked. A little aside there. Look at the value here from Polly Campbell Simply Said. Do it. All right. So I take the doctor's diagnosis. I hear those words and I let it stop right there. Instead of going down to all the mixed messages and the worry, every time my mind started to wander those, I came back to what was real. Okay. The doctor told me this. The doctor told me I have melanoma, right? That was all that was real. And that allowed me to stay out of the drama so that I could make clear choices, so I could remain clear-headed. Because when we ramp up our stress through our mindset, our attitude, when we interpret the external events and situations happening in a way that causes greater stress, we go into fight-or-flight mode. We have a harder time making decisions and staying clear. We become more reactive rather than responsive. And I needed to be responsive in that moment. Okay. So how does this play out in my life now? I mean, it plays out any number of ways with a whole lot less dire circumstances. This is a daily practice. I have a bill to pay. The check hasn't come. What if the check doesn't come or I don't have the money or I don't get the next job or I mean, I can go that way or I can just recognize that I haven't received the check yet. I don't have to inflate it with all these stories of wishing and what ifing and worry and rumination. When we begin to ruminate, when we begin to repeat the same negative thought patterns in our head, they become a cycle. It becomes very hard for us to get out of that. And as long as we are ruminating, we have a hard time making the decisions we need to make to move through our situation. There's a whole school of therapy uh, created around this called acceptance and commitment therapy or training. And I interviewed the pioneer of this therapy. His name's Dr. Stephen Hayes. And he gave me some great advice. He said, think of your thoughts as noisy kids in the backseat. Now, I have real noisy kids in the backseat a lot of the time. And every time I'm hearing them, I'm thinking about this teaching because what he said is you're the driver of the car and you have some place to go. You know where you are headed. There's going to be distractions all around you. There's going to be the noisy kids in the backseat or the loud music or the doctor telling you something or the friend saying, well, aren't you worried about this? Or the people not sending the check in time or the bills that have to be paid, all those distractions. But you are still driving the car. So you can hear that noise. You can recognize the distraction, right? Our emotions, our worry, our upset. But you can keep on driving the car where you want to go. They don't have to take you off your path. And that's what I think of acceptance as. That's how I live with acceptance. So when something uncomfortable I don't get the assignment, I get a rejection on my next book proposal, Uh, whatever it is comes into my life, I can feel that emotion, the hurt, the disappointment, the fear, and become aware to that emotion and use it to alert me of the situation. Oh, okay, this is the situation that has caused that emotion, that feeling in me, and it doesn't feel good. And then 
I can see the situation for what it is without acceptance, without worry, without upset, and just say, oh, that's what's happened here. That's the circumstances I'm facing. And once you can identify it and clarify it with, with that kind of clinical perspective, this is what it is, then you drop the worry. It eases, the stress eases, and you then are better equipped to identify what would help, identify what you need to do to change it, or when you need to let it go. Often in life, we can't change things. There is so much we don't control, but we can always control our response to a situation, and acceptance is one way I do that. Okay, so simply start by recognizing the circumstance that is troubling or, or one that is happy that you're feeling big emotion around, but it, it works best for me <laughs> during the troubling times. And then without judging it or complaining about it, notice the emotion that it's stirring in your body. How do you feel? What is the feeling you have? You don't have to stew on it to notice it, right? Then Say in a sentence or two what the situation is without judgment. My daughter wants to get her nose pierced or I don't know what to make for dinner and I'm missing the ingredient I need or I have a big brown stain on the carpet or the doctor says I have cancer or my husband or partner wants a divorce or I made a mistake that hurt someone else. Those are big things and little things and they're real life things that we face every day at different times, right? Simply notice what it is, recognize the circumstance for what it is in a single sentence or two without any judgment, without any emotion behind it, without any complaint, without any worry, just say it. Like if you were going to write it in a newspaper, this is what happened. And that for me is really clarifying. That's where the clarity helps ease the stress and helps me fight the resistance Again, acceptance isn't uh, passive resignation. It's not saying, oh, I love that I don't have money to pay the bill or I love that my partner wants a divorce. It's nothing like that. It's simply saying, oh, my partner wants a divorce. Okay. When you don't inflate it with the emotion around it, when you're able to look at the bare bones situation, you gain some clarity and you gain some clues about how to respond to that unique situation. Okay. So if the boss gives you more work to do and you go down the rabbit hole of, I hate my boss. I never have enough time. I'm so burned out. I'm so stressed. This is terrible. I hate my job. You're not getting the work done that needs to get done. And you're adding to the stress because you're not getting it done. Now you have less time to do it and you're filled with worry. But if you can stomp that ruminating and just see it for what it is. I have some work I need to finish by three o'clock. Doesn't matter if it's more or less or what it is. I have some work that the boss gave me to finish by three o'clock. Then you can decide how to structure your time. You can take a deep breath and get up and get a cup of coffee and then sit back down with your head right and get the work done. You see how this works? It takes out the resistance to it. When we create the resistance by worrying and complaining and ruminating, we lose not only time to cope with that situation, but we lose the inner resources, the resilience, the intelligence, our creativity that helps us solve problems, our flexibility that we need to get through it. 
we tend to make poor decisions. We make more mistakes. We have greater stress, and that ultimately leads to health problems. It affects our well-being, right? So identify what the situation is. State it clearly. Recognize the emotion and feelings you have around it. And then look at it clearly. Is there any aspect that you can change? Is there any aspect that you want to change? Then get to work on that. For me, even when change is possible, I first have to practice living with what is, right? So if I'm struggling at work with a work assignment that day and I or I'm disappointed because I didn't get an assignment that I wanted. Now, I'm going to send that query out again. I'm going to still work toward that assignment, but I don't have it yet. So I need to sit with that and recognize, okay, I got a rejection on this query. Boom. Instead of, I can't believe I was rejected. Now what am I going to do? Nobody ever wants me to write for them. I'll never write again. I've gone that path before too. And I'll tell you what, it's not as effective. And it's not true, right? Of course I'm going to write again. It's my job. And of course you're going to feel better again and get through your challenges because you're resilient and marvelous. We all know that. So stay out of that loop of resistance that holds us back. Acceptance can really help us work through instead of being stuck in the upset. And once you've declared the situation, made your statement, once you've recognized the emotions that are coming with that, and that's okay too, you don't have to judge those. Take a minute and see if as we accept what is, again, you wishing things were different won't make them different. But when you step into this place acceptance, then you get to see what is, and then Here's how we feel better. Then we can appreciate the opportunity or the beauty that the moment also holds. Most things are never just one way. Most things are not ever just all bad or all good. Right? Some of the greatest challenges I've faced in my life have connected me with some of the most important people and opportunities in my life. Nothing's ever one way or the other. So, when we accept the situation and what it holds for us, we also can appreciate the opportunities or possibilities that holds. I know many folks who have been divorced and that divorce caused painful feelings and challenges, but when they could accept that that relationship was ending, it also freed them up to meet the love of their lives. And they're all in happier relationships now. Jobs, one job that I thought was going to be great turned out to be an extremely difficult experience for me. But instead of sitting around in that job, worrying and complaining about it, I was able to accept that that was a difficult job for me. And because I was able to do that, I learned what not to do in my own business. I used that difficulty as a primer about how I didn't want to set up my own shop. So when I became a full-time writer, I had that background to draw on and I could do it differently. That provided a great learning opportunity for me. With acceptance comes appreciation. I'll be honest, I 
I'm a lot better at accepting things than I was in the past, but it's not always easy. For a long time, I used to bulldog through it and try to manage and control. I don't do that anymore. I don't worry much anymore. I really don't. But occasionally, I do catch myself what if <laughs> What if I had done it differently? What if this had happened? What if I had a million dollars? Well, I don't have a million dollars. And what ifing won't get me a million dollars. But when I can accept what I do have, I find I have plenty enough to make it work in my life, okay? When I can see where the ball lays, accept it, then I always hit better, a better follow-up shot on the golf course, okay? And that's what I'm thinking about for life too. All right, so today's Simply Nifty exercise comes from Stephen Hayes, the professor who uh, pioneered acceptance and commitment therapy, which is really interesting. It's an interesting approach, and it's been really helpful to me. You might want to check it out. But the Simply Nifty is the practice I referred to earlier on, which is about noticing the noise behind you and staying on course anyhow. Remember, he talked to me about the practice of think about your thoughts of resistance and upset the things that you're having problems accepting as just noisy kids in the car. You're the driver in the car. You know where you want to go in your life in this day, in this moment. So no matter how noisy the kids are in the car, you're going to hear that noise, but you don't have to focus on it. You can accept that there's noise in the car and you can continue to go on your way and stay on your path. That's simply nifty, that practice. Notice the noise and continue on your path. And again, the noise are these thoughts of resistance. By accepting the noise, we can go forward. So what are your thoughts about this? I think acceptance has been one of the most important tools that I've learned in my life. And I practice it because I need the practice. This isn't something we're ever going to perfect, but it's something that we can get better by using. Again, start with the little things, the stain on the carpet or the extra work or whatever's bugging you and go from there. And let me know how it works for you. You can find you can find me at polycampbell.com on Facebook at Polly Campbell Author. Join our community there. Sign up for the newsletter where I toss out some ideas like this, things I'm working on that might help you too. Again, these aren't things we have to do, but acceptance is something I've learned to do because it helps me feel better. It helps me feel less afraid and less upset and more optimistic and engaged and a whole lot less stress. We can gain clarity without the drama and judgment in our lives and see what truly is. And when we can accept and then we can deal with it, change it, manage it, survive it, and ultimately find aspects of it to appreciate. And I'll tell you what, that will help us live well, do good, and be happy.
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.